Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm excited you're here as we are in the uh, final part of our series entitled this is us. And what we've done over the last few weeks is uh, we've jumped in and really kind of looked at what defines us, what makes us who we are, really individually, uh, as a family, and, and definitely as a church as well. If you remember from the first week, we jumped in and we learned that for us to know who we are, we have to know where we've been. And then we looked at what we do, and we were really all challenged with the, with the simple message to live life on purpose. And then last week, if you uh, braved the cold weather, braved the snow, or watched with us on Facebook, you remember we learned that what we believe determines how we behave. And again, all these, our past, our purpose, our beliefs, they all make us who we are, right? They all allow us to state, this is us, but also where we're going, right? Our vision also allows us to state who we are. And really, if you think about it, looking ahead Vision, dreaming, is something that we all like to do, right? We all kind of do that. Some of you guys right now, you're like, you like church because this is a time for you to daydream. So, right, this is where you come and like, yeah, look ahead. Now, if you're kind of a planner, maybe you actually take that daydreaming to the next process and you begin to plan for things as well, right? But I think a lot of us, we like to do this. I mean, just to prove it to you, how many of you made a New Year's resolution? Do we have any of those that made a New Year's resolution this year? You don't have to tell me how it's going, right? Maybe you made some New Year's goals, Maybe you had one word, right? I think there's some, a lot of times we, when, when New Year comes, we begin to plan for what's ahead. And a lot of times, our goals, our future, what we're, what we're gearing up to really describe a little bit about who we are. So just to show that, I'm going to share some of my 2019 goals with you, and I'll just kind of prove to you that you get to know a little bit more about me. So some of them, I have some physical goals for 2019. So one of my physical goals is to do four or five running events or biking events. So some of you are like, dude, that's crazy. Some of you are like, dude, why are you slacking, right? You could do more. But I have four or five running events, which kind of shows to you that, that I like to run. Like I'm a big guy that likes to run. That's who I am. So I've got that goal. One of my goals is to uh, lose 30 pounds. So right now you can look at me. 30, yeah, you can look at me right now. And I'm telling you these goals to help keep me accountable. So when you look at me in like five months and I look the same, you can be like, bro, you're slacking, right? So just look at me and picture 30 pounds less. And then that's what I want to look like in five, about five to six months, okay? So look at me there. So another one of my goal is um, this kind of shows that I'm a little bit on the weak side. One of my goals was to do five dips. Now this was kind of a cheat goal because I already hit this one. So I want to do five dips, and then I want to do five pull-ups. Now, just so you know a little bit of my background, I was the kid in junior high who wore husky pants. So pull-ups have never been my friend. Like, I've never even been able to do them, but I have a goal to do five pull-ups. So it's a lofty goal, but I'm going for that. So that's one of my goals. And they show about me that I'm a little bit weak. And then one of my goals this year is to uh, bench my own weight. And again, it shows that I'm a little bit weak, that I've slacked a little areas. I'll be honest. In college, I weighed like 175 pounds, and I benched 295. Like, that was pretty sweet in college. And then like 10 years later, I weighed like 295 and benched 175, right? <laughs> it just happens. So now my goal is to, to, to reverse that back. I'm going that other way. So kind of been jumping into that. So those are, my, those are my physical goals, which tell you a little bit about myself. Tells you that, you know, I'm not necessarily happy with where I am physically, but I've got some progress to make. And then financially, I wrote some financial goals. One of my goals is to uh, start a kid's college fund for my kids. Now, my kids are seven and five, so this shows that like, I care about my kids. 
but I didn't care about them enough earlier because I was kind of playing the wait and see game. Are they going to make it? Okay, now maybe it's time we can do that, right? So there's some of my financial goals, um, mental goals. I have a goal to read 25 books. I have a goal to listen to 52 podcasts, which says that, man, I have some time on my hands, or I listen to audiobooks while I do my running events. So that works too, right? And then one of my, then my spiritual goals are uh, to read the Bible, the entire Bible. I, every year I try to read the entire Bible. I usually get a different version each year, and you can do that on your Bible app. There's different versions. I try to do that. So that's one of my goals, um, to read 20 Bible plans and then to journal 225 journal entries, which sounds like a lot. But what's crazy is two years ago, I could have a total of four journal entries for my whole entire life. But last year, I made a goal of 200, and I actually hit it, and it was incredible that God speaks through that. There's things that I can look back on that's been incredible, and I would challenge you to step up some of your goals, right? Again, these goals, they show a little bit about me, but they also show where I'm going. Now, some of you guys probably heard that, and you're probably like, dude, this guy's a psychopath. Like, he's OCD nuts. And you're right. My goals show that about me, and that's a little bit of who I am. But the truth is, the goals show that I want to be better, right? I think all our goals, where we want to go is better than where we are. But for us to know where we want to go, again, we talked about this, we have to know where we've been. We have to know where we are now. So that's why we do that. And really what I want to challenge us all today is I want us to walk away with the fact that we are called for more and that we can go for more, we can chase after more. And I want to challenge you to make your what's next your best yet. Right? Make your what's next your best yet. Right? Strive for more. Push yourself for better. Like, don't just settle. Don't just settle, but challenge yourself more. Chase after what God has truly has for each and every one of us. And we see it in incredible passages of Scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 18, where Paul writes to the Corinthian church a little bit about this. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. And if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app, which is an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. But in this passage of Scripture, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And just so you know, I think a lot of times when we read the Bible, we think that Paul's writing in these letters to these churches, these churches had it all put together like they're just rocking it. But let me just tell you, the church in Corinth was like messed up. Like it was like dysfunctional upon dysfunctional. Like they had some things going on. And really what they were doing is they were settling to their old ways. They were falling back into their culture. And just so you know, when I say dysfunction, I'm talking like, isn't it just like some bickering back and forth between two old church ladies? I'm talking like prostitution within the church, like incest within the church. Like it's messed up stuff. And Paul was telling them, he's saying, don't settle, but move forward. And he says this in 2 Corinthians 4.18. He says, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but, what is un- but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Right? Paul is saying that there's so much more. The best is yet to come. And he's challenging the Corinthians to look beyond their surroundings, look beyond the past, look beyond really what's all around them. Right? Be look beyond just the here and now. And he's challenging us to do the same thing, to focus on what's to come. Focus on the eternal, not the temporary. Focus on the unseen, not just the seen. And Paul's saying this because he's a guy that experienced this firsthand. Again, Paul's a guy who persecuted Christians, right? persecuted followers of Jesus. And then Paul had this experience with Jesus on the road to Damascus where he was blinded, but then he saw and spoke to Jesus, and it changed everything, and it changed his entire focus. And he's saying, saying, look forward. Look to the unseen, right? With God's help, make your what's next your best yet. So as we look to the future, right? As we look to the what's to come, really what I want to do today is I want to share a little vision of Life Change Church. I want to share you with, with you what's next. I want to share you with our best yet, right?
our best yet. Again, if you remember, Caleb just talked about it. We said we're celebrating five years as a church in September. So what's incredible is we begin to look, and we are moving past the church plant phase. Right? So five years, that kind of moves us out from the church plant and like, hey, look, I'm a real kid now, right? That's kind of where we are as a church. That's kind of who we are. And as we, we look at this and we look at where we're going, yeah, I want to celebrate the fact that we've had some amazing years. Right? The past four years have been incredible. Right? God's done some amazing things in this church. He's done some amazing things in and through each of us. And here's what I know. He's done it all because people said yes to God. People said yes to serving. People said yes to to being allowed to to be used by God, to love people to a growing relationship with Jesus. People said yes to loving people to life change. So right now, before we look at the what's next, I just want to thank you. If you serve in any capacity of life change, I just want to thank you. If you serve in our Kids Life team, I want to thank you. Right, if you serve in our tech team, I want to thank you. If you serve in the back, the back office, parts of the administration stuff, I want to thank you. If you serve on our ushers, wherever, I want to just thank you. Right, today was one of those crazy days where those that were serving outside in the parking lot, it got a little cold. Right? I want to say thank you because we wouldn't be where we are today without people saying yes. Right? And there's one area specifically where we wouldn't be where we are today as well. Our Kids Life ministry is an amazing ministry right now. And right now, I just want to take a moment to celebrate our, our Kids Life and to just thank Kendi Newell for saying yes a couple years ago. So, Kendi, if you would, come on up here. So, you can come on up. Kendi's actually my sister, if you don't know. I kept it a secret for a long, long time. So... The truth is, though, if I'm saying something nice about her, then that means it's true because she's my sister right now. But Kenny's been, uh, she said yes just over two years ago to serving in our Kids Life Ministry. Man, she's seen some incredible things as we've grown. She said yes to the Kids Life Ministry when we were actually at the other building, which was a lot smaller as far as the Kids Life area, and the church itself was a lot smaller. Then she said yes to moving over here, which included a renovation of the uh, Kids Life. And then she continued to say yes as we went to two services. And then we renovated the Kids Life again to, to make more conducive for kids. So she's continually, things have changed and changed and changed. In fact, her job description from when we first said, I asked you to be a part of it, it's definitely changed. But every step of the way, she's done an incredible job. And what's crazy, though, is uh, she's decided that she's going to step down as our director of Kids Life Ministry. She leads in such a humble way, and uh, she's still going to serve because that's part of who she is. She's still going to serve in Kids Life because she loves the Kids Life. But she said, you know what? I don't know if I'm the person for the next level, right? I think that my time is up, and I think I'm actually, I'm, I think I, I need to make room for somebody else to stop up. So Kenny is actually stepping down as our Kids Life Director, but as she does, I just want to say a huge thank you for everything she's done. So let's just give her a huge round of applause. And then, what's crazy is, what's crazy is God promised to build his church, and he does that each step of the way. And what's amazing is God's always working things behind the scenes as well. So Bridget Kahn, if you would come up, Bridget Kahn is actually going to be our next Kids Life director, and uh, they are work together already, so I just want you to make sure you see there. But Bridget, so Bridget's been working with Kids Life for about a year now, 
And uh, she's been doing some incredible things, and she actually is part of the serve team coordinator, so she helps coordinate all the serve teams that go on for both the services, and, um, and has just been doing some amazing things. And really, she's the one's next. And Kendi, I think, noticed it, and they just worked well together, and together they decided as they transitioned kids' life to the next step, this is where they're going. So let's just both give them just, a, again, a round of applause. Cool. And here's what's crazy about the what's next. It means that there sometimes will be transitions, right? It means that sometimes people are going to step outside their comfort zone. They're going to do things that are a little bit different. The truth is, Kenny Cotter pretty, pretty, was pretty comfortable. Actually, blah, 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 let's try that again. <laughs> Kendi was pretty comfortable with doing stuff, right? She could have continued on and just said this, but she noticed that, you know what? For us to go to the next level, maybe I'm not the right person. And she saw, she saw something in Bridget and said, you know what? Bridget's it. That's where we need to go to, right? She had to step out of her comfort zone of continuing being the director and allow Bridget to step out of her comfort zone as well. And the truth is we all need to do that. So really where we're going is we need to step out of our comfort zone. Our what's next as a church, for many of us, we need to step out of our comfort zone. And this is our call. We're called to serve. Our what's next is to expand our serve team. And here's why. Because the bigger the, the bigger the dream, the bigger the team. And we've got some big dreams that we want to do. We've got some big things that God's called us to do, which means that we all have to play a part. Like it's all hands on deck and each of us, we need to step up. And listen, we want to set, we want to set Bridget up for success. We want, to, we want to allow kids like just to be amazing, right? This is one of the things when we planted this church, we said we're a church for families. We want kids like to be something where kids love it, right? Where they're going to go in there and they're going to walk out and they're going to get more than what you probably got in the sanctuary. And that's the truth. Like, that's what we want to do. So we have awesome curriculum in there and we have stuff set up for you. But what we need is we need people to play a part, right? We need to continue to grow our team. I mean, I, I just want to show you something real quick. So what I want you to do, if you've served in kids' life in January or December, just stand up if you would, right? If you served in kids' life in January, December, all right? So this is amazing. Let's give them a round of applause real fast. Like, these are the heroes, right? You guys can be seated. But these are some heroes. But the truth is, it's a small percentage. And we can grow that, and we need to grow that to set up kids' life for success, to plug into that next generation. And we serve by loving people to life change, including kids. In fact, Jesus said it this way. Jesus said that we need to welcome the children in Mark 9, 36 through 37. It says, he took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Listen, let's welcome Jesus. Let's welcome the one who sent Jesus. Let's welcome God in our lives. And we can do that by welcoming children. If you have kids, I would challenge you, consider jumping into kids' life. If you love kids, consider jumping into kids' life. I think a lot of us, it can be scary to jump in because we think, oh man, I don't really know. I don't, I'm not that close with God. I'm not the greatest. I don't have the greatest relationship with them. Maybe I can't lead these kids. Listen, it's set there. It's for you, right? For some of us, maybe we, we took the aging challenge and we think that the aging challenge hit us a little too hard so we can't relate to the kids. But the truth is we all can, right? I want to challenge us to step up in serving. Step up in serving in kids' life and step up in serving everywhere because it's where we're going. Because the bigger the dream, the bigger the team we need. And here's where we're going as well. In 2019, we have a lofty and incredible goal and a vision of actually starting a third service. Yep, you heard it. We're starting a third service. So just in case you didn't realize this, over the last few months, we've been pretty full in here. Like each service has been pretty full to the point where sometimes like there's actually somebody next to you, so your elbow room is going away. And as you look at that, you're like, ah, kind of cool. This is great, right? 
But there's a certain point where people don't like to be next to people. I'm just going to be honest, and that may just be me, but there's a certain point that happens, and we've got to create space. And to be honest, we were looking at this, and we began to see this, this growing trend at the end of summer, summer, end of summer, beginning of fall last year, and we're looking at it, and the board and the executive leadership team, we are talking about how do we fix this, right? And one of the easy fixes that we talked about was like, you know what, maybe we should just build on. So we started even kind of putting some people together, even thinking through uh, the beginning phases of a building committee. And listen, that's never off the table. That's something that God could do. But as we were thinking about this and looking at it, we were looking at it and we realized that, you know what, that's only going to cause addition where God's called us to replicate. And as we were looking at too, I'll be honest, there was a check in my spirit. See, we're looking at growing. We're looking at building a building and it was kind of a cool thing. I'm thinking like, this would be awesome. And I'm just going to be super transparent here and show you just some of my weaknesses here. But I was thinking like, if we build a bigger building, people will be like, wow, life change is cool. Look how big that building is. Look, how, look at the things they're doing. And listen, when that's the motivation for a church building, it's probably not a good thing, right? Listen, I have other pastor friends and they're getting some cool buildings. They're big and they're, they're growing it. It's building. I'm like, yeah, we could, we could hang. We could, we could stay up with them, right? We could keep on with them. Like that's the comparison trap that you fall into. And as I look at it, I'm like, man, I don't think God's called us to do that. And I don't think he shut the door on it. And I think he would bless it. But what I think he has is I think he has something bigger and better for us, which is the third service. So I want to just let you know we in the 2019 are going to a third service. And this is what it's going to look like. It's going to look a little different. It's going to be on a different day, first of all. It's going to be either on a uh, Saturday or a, a Thursday, Saturday, or Monday. And we're going to look at some of the options on that. A Thursday evening, a Saturday evening, or a, or a Monday evening. And uh, we'll look a little bit different. And really, here's why it's going to look a little different. Number one reason why we're doing this is because we need to make more room for people. to. We need to make more room for people to experience who God is. I mean, everything we do is to love people to life change. Everything we do is to create an atmosphere where people can have a growing relationship with Jesus. And we need to create more room, not just add more room, but multiply and replicate more room. So number one, why we want to do this is we want to create more space. And then number two, and number two is the big one, is we want to raise up leaders and we want to raise up teams, right? The why behind the what is the fact that we want to raise up leaders and teams to multiply. Because the truth is when we started this church, the goal was to reach as many people as we can. It wasn't ever to become a megachurch. It wasn't ever to come and have the coolest building that you ever see. It was, a, it was to reach as many people as we can. And we talked about it. The way we'll do that is to launch more sites, to launch more locations, to launch other church plants as well. So as we go into this third service, what this is, this is really a, a training ground for another location. This is a training ground for another site. This is a training ground for another team that can go out and love people to life change. So again, this service will a little bit look a, a little bit different. It'll be the exact same message. So it's not like something we're adding on your calendar. You guys can all breathe just a sigh of relief. Like this isn't something we expect you to, to come to all these services. No, it's, a, it's an additional one that's a really one that you can choose to go to. But it will be a little bit different. It will have the same exact message, but the person who gives the message won't always be me. In fact, it's an area where we want to raise up other speakers, raise up other teachers, raise up other leaders in discussion from that. And in the message itself, we're actually going to give some opportunity for, for discussion. So what we want to do is instead of this having being a full-fledged kid's life, we actually want to invite kids in the service as well. So this will be a family service where kids can respond and be a part of the service as well. And there's something to that. There's something about kids being in a service. Listen, I grew up, I grew up in church, right? I grew up in church and, and hearing things. Yeah, I got bored. Yeah, I played the square game. Yeah, I played tic-tac-toe. Yeah, I did a bunch of other weird things. But what was crazy is always, always hearing things as well. 
And I think we need to give an opportunity for our kids to hear things and even to respond to things as well. So this will be a family service, and it'll be an area where really, um, where really we want to give opportunities for people to connect with the message itself. So as we talk about a, a main scripture, as we talk about a main point, we'll discuss why that scripture or why that main point is kind of hard, hard to live out. We'll discuss how we live it out and how we can live it out each and every week. So we're going to discuss that. And then what we need, though, is we need teams and we need leaders. Again, this is going to look different. So we still need a worship team. And again, the worship may not be like everything we see on a Sunday morning. It may not be a full band. It could be, but it may not be. It may just be a singer leading a song. And the game plan isn't to be wowed by the music, but to be led in song. And we still need greeters. Listen, our goal is always to make people feel welcome when they come in. Right? That's one of the main things we do. In fact, we pray, we pray for each new guest before they come in. Every, every morning before we start a service, we pray for those that are coming in. We pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We pray for the presence of God, and we pray for these things. And we pray that we'll, people will experience God in an incredible way, and they'll feel welcome. And part of that is through greeting. So we need greeters. Right? We'll need ushers. We need a safety team as well. Again, any time we open the doors, we want people safe in here. So we need a safety team, and we'll need tech. And listen, we'll need leaders. We'll need discussion leaders. We'll need speakers. And eventually, if Kids Life goes on to that, we'll need some maybe future Kids Life workers for nursery or things like that as well. But this is where we're going as a church, and this is what we need. And we're looking at this, and just so you know, this is not going to happen next week. So I'm like, you don't have an option of a third service next week already. So what we're looking at is we're actually looking at any time from Easter to uh, the beginning of the school year. We'll know a little bit more uh, by March 31st, uh, depending on growth trends and where we're at. But we're looking at Easter, or we're looking at after the school year, after summer's done, is when we're looking to do that. But we're going to a third service to replicate who we are, to create more space, but more importantly, to build up teams and to build up leaders, which means that for some of us, we're going to have to step out of our comfort zone, right? For some of us, we're going to have to step out of where we usually walk, and we're going to have to maybe follow through what God's truly called us to do. So here's what we can do right now as a church. Here's the things that we can do all together to get ready for where we're going. Number one is you can pray. All right, number one, begin praying for the service. Begin praying for the first two services as well. And again, as we are thinking about growth and making sure that we're ready for this, and we can, as we expand, the more we began to pray, the more we began to hear God say that man, we need to replicate leaders. So as you pray, I believe that God's going to speak to some of you and say, you know what, I need to step up. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to pray. And number two, I want to challenge you to voice your desire. Listen, maybe you're hearing this right now, and this is something that fires you up. Let us know. Maybe as you pray, maybe you, this will fire you up even more. Let us know about it. Here's something about me that you may not know, but I don't read minds. Like, it's kind of crazy, but I don't read minds. So if you have a desire for this, and you're thinking like, man, why didn't he just let me know? You just, why didn't he ask me to do this? No, let us know. So you can let any of our directors know. You can let DJ, Seth, or Daryl know as well. But let us know if you're interested in this. And then number three is to help us with the two services. Right, for us to go to three services means that we need to cover two services. We need to get good at two services. In fact, there's some people that may be in two services right now, one of our two services that serve, that are thinking they're going to go to third, which creates a spot, which creates an opening that somebody needs to step in and do so. Help us with two services. If you're not serving now, I want to challenge you. Part of where we're going is growing our team, so help us with two services. And then number four, what you can do right now is you could take out your phone, and we have a quick little survey where we're just gathering information in the beginning stages of. You could take out your phone. If you have an iPhone, you can actually just take a picture of the QR code on your bulletin, 
and it will actually pull a drop-down box where you can go right to that survey. If you have like an Android phone, I think you actually have to type in, you have to type in the code there. But what we're going to do is right now, everybody get your phone out. You're okay. You can take your phone out. And during the service, you're going to answer a couple questions, and we're going to break Life Changes Internet right now. So pull your phone out, and the questions are, will you be attending a third service? What's the most convenient time? What capacity would you like to serve if you like to serve in this service? And if you're not serving now, are you interested in serving in any capacity? You would take a moment to fill that out. And if you're on Facebook Live, you can do this as well. Give you like 30 more seconds and then you can continue on. And you can continue on while I'm talking. Listen, if you don't have a smartphone and you have a flip phone, I want to talk to you afterwards because I only know my sister has one, so. Listen, this is some exciting stuff. I believe God's got some great things in store for us. I think he's got some great things for us as a church. He's been there along the way and it's been amazing just to, to hold on along the ride. And I think as we continue on, we need to take more and more risk. We need to take more and more risks that are calculated following him. Be willing to chase after what he has for us. For our what's next to be our best yet, we have to follow closely to God. But the truth is, this is a hard thing to do, right? It's never easy, right? The, the tough thing about what's next is it's never easy. Truth is, it's not going to be easy for some of us to step out of our comfort zones and, and lead in a capacity that we've never led before. It's not going to be easy for some of us to, to step out and, and to serve for the first time. It's not going to be easy for some of us to, to jump in and do something where we feel God's leading to us, but we feel like we might not be fully equipped. It's not going to be easy for these things, right? But here's what I know. Easier is not always better. And God continually calls us to better. Listen, as a church, God's calling us to better. As a family, as your family, God's calling you to be better in your family. And individually, God's calling you to be better. In your career, God's calling you to be better. But it's never going to be easy. See, the crazy thing, when we go for better, when we strive for the what's next, when we strive for what's ahead, we'll always be feeling this tension of being pulled back to where we were. And if you go back to the Corinthians, right, they continually, they fell back into their cultures. And we fall back in our own ways as well. If we're honest with ourselves, the future can be scary. Placing goals down on paper can be scary because that means we might experience failure. Me sharing my goals with you was a little scary today, right? Because you can look at me in eight months and say, well, you failed that one, right? It's scary. There's some tension, right? There's some tension that happens with that. But here's what I know. When we don't press forward, we miss out, right? When we don't keep going forward, we miss out on who Jesus wants us to be. We miss out on what Jesus has for us as well. The tricky thing with the where we're going, it requires going. It requires moving, and sometimes we face adversity. But here's what I know. When we look to the future, when we look to what's next, the truth is, yeah, it can be overwhelming. There can be obstacles, 
But when we look to our future with Jesus, we have an incredible power that helps us to continue on. When we invite Jesus into the plan, he gives us an incredible power for us to overcome. Again, Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, was risen again for each and every one of us. He conquered death, he conquered sin for us, and he conquered and he has the power to even help us overcome and conquer our fears. So here's what Paul said again to the Corinthians right before he said, fix their eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. If you back up to verses 7 and 9, Paul is actually encouraging the Corinthians before this. He's encouraging them as they look forward, and he says this in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show, a, to show that all this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Listen, as we look towards the future, as we look towards our best yet, as we look towards what's next, I want us to understand we have an all-surpassing power from God. Right? Think about that in your career right now. Think about that in your family. Think about that in your, in your personal life. You have an all-surpassing power that comes from God. Listen, when it comes to your goals, yeah, you might be hard-pressed, but you won't be crushed. Right? When it comes to your family, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your future, you may be perplexed. You may even be persecuted, but you'll never be in despair, and you will never be abandoned. And as a church, as we look to the third service, as we look to the what's next, as we look for this continued growth, yeah, there could be hard. Right? There some, might be some times where our team where it feels like we're struck down, but we will never be destroyed. So let's make our what's next our best yet. And here's how we do it. We go right back to what Paul was telling the Corinthians in, in 2 Corinthians. Continue on verses 16 and 18 again. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is seen is eternal. Listen, as we look to the future, I want to challenge you right now. I want to encourage you to do, do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. God wants what's best for you. I want to challenge you to chase after that. Be encouraged. Right? God is working something in you. And here's what's crazy about it. You may not see it on the outside. In fact, your surroundings, they may stink right now. Things you're going through, they may be terrible right now. You may be going through it, but God is working in you. Allow him to renew you through it, right? Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. There's a song out right now, and I love the lyrics. It says, I may, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Truth is, there's some times in our present, right? Where when we're looking forward, it looks like there's a wall, there's a barrier that we can't get across. It may look like we're surrounded. It may look like we can't go forward. But I don't challenge you, don't lose heart. Because what's surrounding that is the power and the presence of God. If we allow God to be a part of our plan. So I want to challenge you, don't lose heart. Then fix your eyes on what is not seen. Right? Stay focused on what could be. Stay focused on what could be. Stay focused on the what is to come. Right? Stay focused on your goals your calling, your purpose, and continue on. Fix your eyes on what is to come, which means that we have to move past the temporary. And understand this. Your past is temporary. So move past it. Your present is even temporary. Again, if you're going through it right now, guess what? It's just a temporary moment. Move past it right? and look to what's ahead. 
Your past mistakes, your past failures aren't who you are. They're temporary and you can move past them. But understand this too, your past successes, it's not who you are either, right? So don't rest on those. Don't think that's the greatest is to come because there's still more. Keep chasing after it. And move past the temporary and then move towards the eternal. And here's what the only thing that we can ever trust is eternal, is the love of Christ. So in everything we do, we need to operate with the love of Christ. Plan your life that way. Because what that is, that's vision. And that'll guarantee to make your what's next your best yet. Listen, as a church in 2019, we're going to press forward. We're going to press forward. We're going to do some incredible things. And listen, as I was dreaming about this, as I was praying about this, as I feel as God was revealing some of this vision, I'll be honest, it was scary. The truth is it could have just been easier to ask for a bunch of money from you guys and say, hey, let's build a building. Instead, I asked for your time. Instead, I asked for your talents. Instead, I asked for you to step out of your comfort zone and lead in a way that you've never led before. And here's why. Because I know that God will do some incredible stuff. I know that God's going to take us to a capacity that we could have never even imagined. And here's what's amazing as I look at it. And as I was praying through this, I felt God say, you know what? I did it with less. I can do it again. I'm thinking like, you know what? You're right, God. We've got more now than we ever had. See, when we decided to plant this church just over four years ago, it was my wife Sarah and I in a car, and I looked at her and I said, I think we're supposed to plant a church. She says, yep, I think you're right. Who's with us? You and me, baby, and our two kids, right? But God's done some incredible things. He's done more with less. I'm just amazed and excited to see what he can do with now. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to make your what's next your best yet. If you would, pull out your response card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe here today, and maybe for you, maybe God's asking you to focus and move towards the eternal. Maybe for you, that's to make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Maybe for you, maybe you've never done that before, or maybe you did, but you walked away. Listen, what I want to do is I want to give you the opportunity. I want to give you the opportunity to move towards the eternal and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here today and you've never done that before and you want to, I just want you to, on the connect card, that first box, simply check mark that box that says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. And then if that's you, I want you to believe that Jesus loved you so much that he died on a cross for you and to receive him, receive his forgiveness and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today, maybe God's asking you to do something. Maybe for you right now, you're in a season and you're coming out of a season that's just not good, where you're just beat down and discouraged. Maybe for you, God's asking you to not lose heart. I want to challenge you to write that down. And I want to challenge you to rest on his truth of who he is and allow him to encourage you. Maybe for you, you need to, to stay focused on the future. Maybe for you, you already wrote some goals down for the year and they've already, they've already gone down the drain. It's time to get a piece of paper out, write them again, and stay focused on what's not seen. Whatever it is, I'll challenge you to write that down and then to live that out. There's also a place for prayer requests where we would love to partner with you in prayer. If you would, take this moment to fill that connection card out and then also fill any ties or offerings up and Daryl will be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www 
mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.